Good afternoon, sports fans, and welcome to episode 73 of Sports Talk with Rags. And today we are joined by ODU and Norfolk Tides PA announcer, Jack Ankerson. Jack, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing just fine, Mark. Great to be here. Hey, thanks for your time. And actually here with it being the, being the summertime, you actually... Uh, Actually got a week with uh, with some downtime here before uh, ODU football starts and the Tides are on the road, huh? Hey, tides are on the road this week. They do come back, however, on the 24th, and then they are the tide, the Tides are here in this new schedule uh, that Major League Baseball inflicted upon the minor leagues, uh, and because of the COVID situation, we will have 12 games in. 13 days uh, once August 24th rolls around. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I see with uh, with this year, I mean, uh, what, the uh, AAA used to be three leagues, and, uh, you know, now it's uh, two leagues with AAA West, AAA East, and I see that the Tides, uh, they're one of 20 teams there in the – they're in the east, but with uh, but with COVID and everything, they're not they're not playing everybody, right? No, as a matter of fact, we play basically only our teams in our division, division. Yeah. and we don't actually even play all of those teams. For example, we have Memphis and Nashville in our division. We right. don't play Nashville at all. Oh, uh, okay. We just we just concluded a series with Memphis, and we were out there earlier this year. But other than that, it's the same cast of characters plus Jacksonville this year. Right. That's, that's a new entry to AAA this year with Jacksonville. So it's Jacksonville and Gwinnett and, Char and Charlotte and Durham, and that's the guys that we see a lot of. Right. Yes. I I see uh, up in New England, I, I see that the Pawtucket Red Sox have have moved to a, to a different town, but, you know, they're still – in AAA, the Mets have have uh, moved to uh, Syracuse. You know they're back in the they're back in the in the league. But uh, but yeah, the uh, the division of both uh, Norfolk, Charlotte, Durham, and Gwinnett it's it's grown uh, grown yeah. larger, and it looks like uh, this year it's uh, a six game series here. Uh, Tuesday through Sunday with just about every Monday being off. Yeah, that, that was the plan, I guess, to reduce the amount of travel for the teams with all related to the COVID structure, as we call it this year, the schedule. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get back to what we would consider a normal baseball schedule next year and play a lot more teams. I mean, uh, as the announcer, I'm getting tired of looking at the same teams all the time, you know. But <laughs> so that's the way it is this year. Yeah, I mean, probably after uh, Saturday or Sunday, and you have that uh, fifth or uh, fifth or sixth game, you pretty much uh, know just about the uh, the opponent's roster. <laughs> oh, there's no question about that. But but it's in one way, it's okay too. But We'd really rather have go back to the old three-game series and no more than a four-game series. And uh, so hopefully that will all get worked out for the 2022 season. Yeah, so how long has uh, – now, 
how long have you been uh, working with the Tides? Did you work with the Tides when they were out at Met Park or only uh, since they've uh, moved to Harbor Park? Oh, no, I was very, very much with them at the old place at Met Park. My good, my good late friend, Dave Rosenfield, who yeah. passed away several years ago, but Dave was the longtime general manager. Right. And one time we had a social gathering. He said to me, he said, how about doing a PA here at Met Park for one year? Uh-huh. And that was 1987. Oh, and wow. so that turned into 1987, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. And then we moved to Harbor Park when Harbor Park opened in 1993. Right. And he said, I want you, I'm taking you off the PA. I want you to do the radio. Oh. And so then that moved over to the radio from 93 till about 98, I guess it was, when I accepted a position uh, to be the general manager of the Hampton Roads Admirals hockey team and the Hampton Roads Mariners soccer team and running the new sportsplex at Virginia Beach. And so oh. I left and took that position. And then uh, I then from there, uh, I... I it just kind of got mixed up a little bit. I, I ended up leaving there after two or three years and took over as they started. The I was became the executive director of the Hampton Road Sports Commission, uh, the very first employee of the Sports Commission. And so I started that job in 2000 and then uh, stayed there until what well, I guess it was 2012 when I uh, said, that's enough working. I'm just going to announce the rest of my life. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Not only uh, with uh, the Tides, but also there with uh, Old Dominion Athletics, uh, definitely there with uh, men's and women's basketball. And then when uh, football football came on, then with uh, being the PA there for Old Dominion football. Yeah. I got to get, we'll got to tell you one thing about the Tides. I did go back okay. to being the PA announcer in 2007. Oh. And and I've been there ever since doing the PA, oh. and, and so my time at the Tides was there a good while, and then split up a little bit and came back. Old Dominion, uh, my whole time with Old Dominion started in the mid '80s. Oh, okay. Uh, and it started with Old Dominion Radio, not oh. PA. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was asked to be uh, the color guy on the broadcast of the of the Old Dominion men's basketball team. And with a with Bob Rathbun, who now is down in Atlanta doing Atlanta Hawks basketball and right. all that kind of thing, but Bob asked me if I would join him doing Old Dominion men's basketball, right. uh, and that was back in the '80s. And then uh, in 1993, about the time that Harbor Park opened for the Tides, right. the radio station that I worked for doing the Tides, I mean the Old Dominion broadcast, lost the lost the thing, lost the lost the gig, so to speak. And it went to WGH, which yeah. is now called ESPN Radio. Right. Uh, and so they they asked if I could move from the radio station I was at to go to the news station. And the general manager of whom I work for said, I don't think he can afford to just to do basketball over at that station. And so that's how I my radio career with Old Dominion ended in 93. Okay. And then I became a season ticket holder and a fan. For Old Dominion right. basketball. Yeah. And then a little few years later, I got a call from uh, Old Dominion and said, how about being our public address announcer for men's basketball? Right. And they were they were playing back in the field house then. 
Oh, and man. then they moved from the field house to a lot of games in scope. Right. And uh, so, gee whiz, that's what I was doing. And then right. uh, we moved to the Constant Center, you know, in 2002. Right. And they asked me, you know, to stay on there. And then also added, they, would I be interested in doing a women's basketball broadcast PA? PA. Right. So I said, I, sure, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, so that started. So I've, since 2002 at the Constant Center, or now Chartway Arena, right. Uh, right. we're doing both the men and women. And then football came in 2009. Right. So it's, uh, be, yeah, between the tides and uh, Old Dominion women's basketball, men's basketball, and football. Right. And then in the spring, before the right. tides start, do a lot of Old Dominion baseball. Right. So yeah. it, it's, it, it's fun. It's, it keeps me talking, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, let's see. I know that. Uh, so with uh, being the PA of, uh, of football, um, with that, uh, getting ready to start here with uh, the first home game being the 20th anniversary of, uh, of 9-11, uh, it would certainly be nice to see uh, Foreman Field um, or S.B. Ballard Stadium uh, definitely uh, packed after uh, last year during the pandemic. There was no uh, Monarch football. Yeah, that's right. Old Dominion did not play football last year. And uh, yes, the home opener this year, as you indicated, is on September 11th. And of course, that's a fond date in everybody's memory. And I suspect there will be a, uh, it'll be a big crowd with a kind of a meaningful day attached to it because of the 9-11. Right. Yes. And uh, uh, let's see. I know that uh, Ricky, Ricky Ronnie's definitely, uh, definitely excited. I know he's uh been been on the job here for just about two years, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be nice to uh, see the see the team see the team in action here this fall. No question about that. We've uh, starved for local football action, uh, you know. Uh, so Old Dominion being only one of I guess three in Division One teams that didn't play last year. So it'll be somebody asked how you how's the team going to do in the conference this year? I said I, I can't really tell you because we didn't see any of the conference last year, right. so I, I don't know where they all played. I mean they play the rest of the conference did play we did not, and so it, it's kind of a, a such interesting situation this year with a whole new coaching staff and not having played since 2019. So it's it's going to be very interesting. Yes, and. Uh... When the uh, basketball program moved to the Constant Center, I mean, uh, Blaine Blaine Taylor uh, certainly had the uh, men's team uh, playing well there in the CAA, and you know, uh, Kent Bazemore coming through here, and uh, I see that Florida Atlantic just hired an assistant, uh, Drew Williamson. You know, so uh, definitely um, Old Dominion men's uh basketball and then as jeff jones came and took the took the reins and as the team went from uh the caa to conference usa definitely some uh exciting uh exciting games there for uh men's basketball especially the trey freeman you had a front row seat the <laughs> trey freeman hitting that half court buzzer shot in that right in front uh, of me NIT tournament, yes. In fact, it was right in front of me. He took <laughs> off right there in front of me, and I watched that ball the whole way. I knew it was going to be close, 
I couldn't say it was going in, but I knew it would be close. But yeah, yeah, Trey Freeman provided us with a lot of highlights his during his time here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, the the NIT, I mean, uh, you know, that year definitely some uh, definitely an exciting finish there in a Elite Eight game, but uh going to the semifinals and getting to play at Madison Square Garden, that's uh that's fun uh there for the college student athletes. No question. Old Dominion, both both end, men and women, have a storied tradition here. And we are all to be very thankful for all the events, all the wonderful things they've provided for us over all the years and certainly more to come. Right. Yeah, I know that the uh, the Lady Monarchs uh, there with the uh, banners there in the there in the rafters and, uh, you know, the, the um, you know, they've also uh, when the Chartway Arena first uh, opened up. There's the Constant Center. You know, the uh, Lady Monarchs would host some uh, NCAA tournaments. Oh, no question. In fact, we had uh, we had a regional here. Right. We had one of the we had one of the four regions in one of the NCAA tournaments for the women one year at at the now Chartway Arena. Right. Yeah, and uh, so you also mentioned how before the tides start you get to uh announce some games there at the bud and uh what a what a season there for uh coach finwood and the monarch baseball program with not only getting into the postseason but being one of the 16 number one seeds yeah it was it was a big it was a fun year to be announcing for old dominion baseball there is no question about that i mean their team was just one that I mean, they did everything really well this year. And unfortunately, of course, in the regionals, all of a sudden the bats went quiet, you know, collectively as a group, and they couldn't score any runs. But uh, by the whole course of the year, though, it was a fantastic, wonderful year for ODU baseball. Right. Yes. And, uh, you know, I know that uh, with, uh, you know, building – Building on the foundation from what uh, this year's team, you know, maybe, uh, you know, see some uh, uh, improvements there to the bud. And then uh, and then it would be uh, be nice if they can, uh, you know, host here, uh, you know, conference tournaments or or regions here in the future. Yeah, there's no question. As a matter of fact, uh, you know, our conference tournament, the Conference USA tournament was held at Louisiana Tech this year, and Louisiana Tech opened up a brand new facility, and everybody just raved about the Louisiana Tech facility. And and that would be the goal for Old Dominion to redo and do what they can to the bud to bring it up to a standard where you can host things like that. Right, yes. And uh, so I know that we uh, – Started here with the uh, tides and uh, and Old Dominion, but uh, what uh, what brought you to uh, Virginia? Was it the um, job there with the Virginia Squires? Yeah, I would. I hate. I I started my my professional career in sports essentially uh, in the ABA, the Old American Basketball Association. And uh, I started uh, in, in a funny, funny way. I, I can relay that story. I'll shorten it for you. But I was working with a Fortune 500 company after college and after I played football and after my Army ROTC obligation was completed. And I was on a business trip flying from 
East Coast to the West Coast, and I ended up sitting next to a gentleman on an airplane, and we got talking, and uh, as it turns out, uh, he asked me to read this article. He, we got talking, and we obviously had a connection about sports, and then he asked me if I had read the article in the Sports Illustrated this week about the Indiana Pacers of the ABA, and I said, no, I hadn't, but I have it with me, and he said, man, I'd like to hear your comments, what you think about it. So I said, well, you know, I'm about to, after I have lunch, I'm going to sit down and I'm, I, I will read that. So I read it, and it was all about the Indiana Pacers of the ABA and one of the teams in the ABA that was doing very well. And it showed pictures of a couple of players and things, and it kept talking about the general manager of the Pacers, what a great job he was doing. And he had been the assistant in the NBA with the Baltimore Bullets and left to take over Indiana in the ABA. And so I, I finished the article, and he asked me what I thought. And I said, well, Pacers are a good story, and I think it's a good thing that the ABA, more jobs for young men to play basketball. And uh, I said, and then this article talks about this guy, Storen, Mike Storen or something like that. And he said, allow me to introduce myself. I'm Mike Storen. Oh. And there I was sitting right next to the guy. And by the time we landed, I was working in San Francisco at the time, and by the time we landed, he offered me a job. Oh, nice. He said, you need, what are you doing selling cans and beer cans and oil cans with American Can Company? You need to be in the sports world. Well, I was doing well in San Francisco, and I wasn't quite ready to make that move yet. Two years, he kept coming after me. Oh, wow. And finally, he told me, this is the last time I'm going to ask you. <laughs> and he said, I want you to come up here to the office in Indianapolis. And I want to chat. I was in Cincinnati at that time. I had been moved from San Francisco to Baltimore to Cincinnati. And those are all promotions, if you can imagine that, uh, in the company I was in. But anyway, so I went up there on a Saturday morning and visited with him. He said, uh, I'm leaving here to take over the Kentucky Colonels. And we are going to sign a guy by the name of Dan Nessel out of the University of Kentucky. And we're going to play in this big, beautiful building called Freedom Hall in Louisville. And I want to teach you this business. How could I say no? I, I, he said, this is the last time I'm asking. You know? <laughs> and uh, But it was great that he pursued me for a couple of years. I, I He must have seen something I did. I wasn't aware of, but... Uh, and so I did. I left the can company and I went to work for Mike in Louisville. Three and a half years later, uh, the Dallas franchise moved to San Antonio. And Mike Storen called me in one day and he said, hey, the people in Texas want to interview you for the GM's job. Mm -hmm. uh, they had looked, they were looking for some people that had some experience in the league. And he said, your name was mentioned and they'd like to talk to you. So he said, they're going to fly you down, take care of you, and do the interview. Well, off I went, and I went down for the interview. I thought the interview went well, and I came back, and a day later, I got a phone call. We want you to come back in a couple of days for a second interview. So I went back to San Antonio for the second interview and was offered a job. Oh. And so I became the first employee of the San Antonio basketball team. Right. There was yeah. no, there was no, there wasn't anybody there at all. We had nothing. We had didn't have a uniform. We didn't have coaches. We didn't have anything. And so we're starting from scratch. Except we had a roster full of guys from Dallas, and it was a terrible roster. 
Right. I mean, we were really a bad basketball team. But that's how it started. And right. so I was down there. And then uh, as things worked out, I got a call here from my good friend, Al Bianchi, who was the head coach here at old, at the, with the Squires. And they had been purchased by the local group of owners. Yeah. And Al kept talking, because I got to know Al pretty well over the years. I was in the league. Right. And he convinced me just to come by, just to come by Norfolk. Because uh, I mentioned I was going home to Wisconsin for some vacation. Right. And he said, well, come by Virginia. That's like coming. That's right on the way. You know, Texas to Virginia <laughs> to Wisconsin. Right. And he said, hey, come by and talk to this group. And just they want to ask a lot of questions. He said that I can't answer. Well, the rest is sort of, sort of history. I went in and uh, then we talked and they asked me. They did ask me a lot of questions. And they asked me when I was flying out the next day back going to Wisconsin. And I told them in the afternoon, they said, good. Can you meet with our executive vice president of the bank tomorrow morning? I said, yeah. And he offered me the job. They yeah. offered me a job to take over Virginia. And it made a lot of sense for me at the time. Uh, San Antonio was going well. We had the name, the Spurs, and we bought players, and we were doing right well. But there was the, the ownership was had become an issue. And uh, for me, for uh, the ownership was split, and I was in the middle, and it was kind of uncomfortable. And so the timing was right. Although we love San Antonio, gee whiz, I, know, I, I love Louisville too. I mean, I, they, right. nice places I live. And so we came to Norfolk. That's how I got here. Right. I, yeah. That's how I got here. Yeah, and I and uh, what I said. Uh, before uh, we started, you know um, that uh, Marty Brenneman was a was an earlier guest, and not only is he from Portsmouth, but also he's a former uh, announcer of the Virginia Squires, and uh, you know George Gervin and Dr. J. I mean, uh, Virginia Squires definitely had some great uh, basketball players. No, no question. I mean, uh, you. <laughs> We really had, they were blessed here. And I was not here when we had all that talent. Uh, all that talent had left here by then. Uh, in fact, I was at San Antonio when we got George Gervin. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's always kind of funny to say that uh, San Antonio got George Gervin and the Squires got Jack Ankerson. Who got the better end of the deal? You know, <laughs> there isn't much doubt about that. Who got the better end? George is still down there working with the Spurs. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. But we, yes, we did have a very good team. And by the time the league took in, the NBA took in four teams in 76, and we were not one of them, our team was really becoming really, we would have been really good had we played another year. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. And then, uh, hey, it's uh, certainly uh, turned into uh, being being home home for you here with uh, being at uh, being in Virginia here ever since then. Ever since then, yeah. In fact, uh, our oldest daughter was a year old. She was born in San Antonio, and uh, so the rest of us we've been here ever since. In fact. In the same home in the same house i've added on to the house but it's the same place and everything is yeah i mean we just really really like it here obviously yeah yeah i know that uh i grew up a uh, military family moved here and uh moved here in 87 and then in um in 97 started uh 
started working here at Norfolk Naval Shipyard in downtown Portsmouth. So uh, definitely been a, a great, great area here for uh, my family as well. But, uh, but hey, Jack, so uh, now before football starts, I mean, uh, do you uh, go to go to practice or kind of yeah. see see what the team is so then uh, ready to uh, announce the home games? Yeah. In fact, I have a meeting tomorrow, as a matter of fact. And the meeting tomorrow is over with the sports information people and the people who work with the football team. And we will review the roster and we will get all the pronunciations of all the names right. And we will look at depth charts, uh, you know, to get a feel for who is the people that we're going to be talking a lot about on a PA and uh, go through and review that whole thing. And the one position, of course, I've been told is don't ask any questions about the quarterback job because Coach Ronnie is saying it's a three-man competition and we'll let everybody know near the Wake Forest game who's going to be our quarterback. So we know who those three are. Two of them have been here before. And the other one, of course, the local young man who from Norview High School who ended up going to Central Florida and now back here, DJ Mack Jr. Oh, and okay. uh, Yeah. So it's going to be – but, yes, it all starts tomorrow – and of course, their their opener is that Friday night, yeah. uh, September the whatever that is. That Friday night is down in Wake Forest, right? And yeah. then the September 11th, as we as you mentioned, Rags, uh, we start at home. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and it's uh, and as we wrap up, I mean, it's uh, you know, Old Dominion football been in existence since '09, and you know, Heineke, Lovato, uh, Pascal, there with the Colts. Um, Jimenez there with the Giants. I mean, uh, there's been some good Monarch talent to uh, to play on Sunday, and Lovato there with being a long snapper, yeah. you know, ends up being a Super Bowl champion. You got a big ring. He's got a big <laughs> ring. Yes, he does. Yeah, we've been very, very fortunate. We've had so, and you know, the last one was Travis Fulgham who made, made a big impression early on, uh, and hopefully that'll all still continue to work out for him. But, uh, yeah, it, it's been fun. We've had – it's uh, football is is here, and it, it's uh, it's great, the stadium, the renovations, and the crowd there when it's full. is There's nothing like the noise of a full football stadium. Right. Yes, and it's uh, definitely, um, you know, be be nice to have – uh, Monarch football here, here this fall, here uh, with uh, not having it uh, last year. Right, there's no question about that. We all are getting excited about September 11th. Yes, yeah, and I and I see that the tides, uh, they, uh, I see that they're going till uh, October or the end of September. First, yeah. The first week in October, and I guess Major League Baseball, in all of its infinite wisdom, right. uh, because the minor leagues didn't play at all in April, right. uh, they've created this situation here at the end of the regular, what we used to call the regular season ended Labor Day weekend before right. the playoffs. But now they've created this, this situation where we will end up, yes, the first weekend in October. We've added 10 extra home games. And 10 on the road, I guess that's how it works. And uh, so there we go. We're going to be playing baseball in October. Right. Yes. And uh, so, uh, Jack, uh, thanks again 
for uh, for coming on. Uh, sorry for uh, going over, but uh, definitely uh, enjoyed uh, talking to you and having you on. Well, thank you very much, Rags. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Yes, and uh, all right, everybody. So that's a that's a wrap here. As we uh, heard from Jack Ankerson here, the uh, PA voice of the Tides and Old Dominion Athletics, and talked about his uh, his experience there with the uh, with the ABA and uh, just uh, his involvement of. Uh, sports so uh thanks again for your time and uh see you at uh see you at the football field or uh or harbor park you can count on it all right all right, all right. All right. thanks again yes sir